0: I'm going to do this with no expectation of success, but I'm still going to do it even if I fail.
1: Welcome to The Lavendaire Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today, I'm really excited because I'm bringing on a friend to the podcast. She is a YouTube friend and she goes by Amanda Rach Lee on her YouTube channel. So, you might know her as the artist, the bullet journaler, and very talented woman online. So, I met Amanda at VidCon this year, which was just a few months ago. It was one of those moments where we saw each other and we were both like, oh oh my gosh, (laughs) like, because we both watched each other's videos, but we never really like talked online. It it was more of like, a I watch you, you watch me. It was really interesting. But I guess from VidCon, we just started hanging out. She's from Canada. So I'm from LA. I had a car. So I drove her out and we got dinner. And she is just so cool. She's so smart. She's down to earth, very hardworking. And I was surprised to find out her age. I thought that we were about the same age, but Definitely much younger than me. I'm just really inspired by her work ethic and her consistency on YouTube. Personally, I had a hard time learning to be consistent. It took me a few years to be able to commit to anything and even try to be consistent with something. So it's really amazing to see someone who's so young who gets it and it's already there. So Amanda Lee is a 20 year old artist and YouTuber from Toronto, Canada. In 2013, she launched her YouTube channel, Amanda. Rachel Lee, where she teaches people to embrace art and creativity through doodling, journaling, and calligraphy. Since launching her channel, she has gained over 1 million subscribers and 40 million channel views. So let's begin. Hi, Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, first of all, congrats on 1 million subscribers. I just saw your channel yesterday and I'm like, wait, she already hit 1 million.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of days. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. So first off, I mean, I love your channel, you know that. And I'm always impressed because you're so young. I think when I met you, I didn't realize how young you were. And then when I found out you're like 19, are you 20? I'm 20. 20 I'm 20 now, yes. But I was like, oh my gosh, like you don't seem that young. You seem very mature. And I think it's just because you started your channel so early, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started, I guess it would be six years ago now. And I was was like a freshman in high school. So I literally kind of grew up on the internet, went through puberty on the internet, which Mm -hmm. is very cringy. Like you can still see. Fetus pictures That's of me, so but
1: cute.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just growing up on the internet has
1: has done a lot for me. Did you like blog before YouTube? Like, I'm just curious, what type of things that you did when you were like a preteen? Because <laughs> when I was a preteen or teen, I was like writing on Zanga. I don't know if you remember that. Like, I don't know,
0: just no. I I started straight Straight onto YouTube, YouTube. yeah, yeah, went full force, but I was just kind of a viewer for a couple of years, and when I was a freshman in high school, I just was bored, and I was like, I could do this, so yeah, I guess I never stopped. Obviously, I didn't mean for it to end up where Mm -hmm. I am now, but I'm very grateful that it did.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. I mean, when you started, was it more beauty and fashion? Were you doing art already on your channel?
0: No, so that's the interesting part. Whenever I tell people this story, they they always find it funny that it took me this long to to get to the content that I'm doing on my channel now. Mm -hmm. I started out doing like beauty and fashion stuff just as like kind of a background. I went to an art program in high school, so I studied like visual arts and I was drawing every single day. So my YouTube channel was almost my escape Mm -hmm. from art. And then it's funny because after I left high school, I graduated, I missed doing that I missed having that artistic outlet so art kind of naturally got integrated back into my channel and for a while there's a little bit of a crossover period but now I'm fully switched over into art and I think I always Mm -hmm. kind of knew that the beauty and fashion stuff wasn't for me I still love it but art is definitely my passion and I think that's that's why people have been picking up on it because they can see that that's what I truly love to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. And when you were in school studying art, were you thinking of doing something else in art? Like, what would you have been doing if it weren't for YouTube? Yeah, so I
0: like like other Asian people, I guess, because my family is very traditional. And, you know, my parents kind of, not, not that there was outwardly like an expectation for me to be a doctor or a lawyer, but, you know, they do like those traditional jobs that are business-based or Uh, something where you have to go to school and study and obviously uh, I wasn't an awful student I was I was pretty good but I I just knew that creativity and I always had to have something that was creative in my life in order for me to be fulfilled so yeah I don't know what I would be doing if if I didn't have YouTube because I've kind of just been doing YouTube for the past six years, and I don't know any other way.
1: <laughs> well, did you have like another dream, like a childhood dream, to do something else?
0: Oh yeah, I've had <laughs> plenty of childhood dreams. I yeah. When I was a kid, I like wanted to be the one that sticks out. I wanted to be like an interior designer oh, for a while. I wanted to be a lawyer, but again, I think that was just like me trying to conform to the pressures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. I couldn't have predicted this to happen. So,
1: yeah, yeah, and. I guess it's because you started your YouTube so early that... Let's say when you started, like the first couple years, did you already know that that was going to be your focus did you already have like a feeling deep down
0: I wouldn't say I had a feeling because obviously I was like 13 14 years old so yeah
1: but I did just really enjoy it I enjoyed the community
0: mostly like back in the day there used to be like video responses I don't know if you remember that when did mm-hmm. you start YouTube 2014 is the lavender okay but I was, yeah like,
1: watch YouTube since way before right exactly
0: yeah. so you then you remember like video response days when yes yeah. yeah so like me and I met a couple of friends and like we would post video response to each other and it was like the community feeling of it that I loved not so much I feel like nowadays people go into it knowing that it can become a job which is just weird to me because it's so the opposite from how I started but yeah I think as time went on I definitely got a sense that oh this could be something and I knew that all of the skills that YouTube requires are the skills that not only that I have, but I enjoy using them. So like video editing and photography and just being creative. And there's also kind of like Mm -hmm. a, almost a manager side to it, like businessy almost. So it's not just only being creative, which, you know, as much as I loved like only doing art in school, Mm -hmm. I knew that I would never be able to become like a fully fledged painter for the rest of my life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I personally love YouTube, too, because you have to use a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's like creative, but you also have to have the left side. Like, you have to be business-minded and, uh, yeah, you have to be able to do a little bit of everything. And you don't have to do everything super well, which is great about YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Right? That's why I love it, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to be a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah. yeah. and it, that's actually something I talk about a lot, too, is, like, I know that I'm not the best artist out there. There's like always going to be more talented artists Mm -hmm. than you or people who, I guess, you know, know more about a certain topic than you, but it's the way that you present it and obviously how hard you work and how consistent you Mm -hmm. are. So I feel like I've just kind of, I was lucky enough to have the, the lucky mixture of all of those things. Yeah.
1: Like you get to be yourself. It's, yeah, that's the beauty of social media. And what about your family through this whole journey? Because you mentioned you have parents who are more traditional. How did they take this YouTube thing? And you know, at the turning point where you decided to be more serious with YouTube, how did that feel with your family, even your peers and the people around you?
0: My family was, it was interesting, because um, I think back when I first started I had some resentment because I just didn't understand why they were so against it but now looking back I'm like I totally understand why my parents were hesitant it's like I was a 13 14 year old kid uploading videos to YouTube so obviously there's there should be some concern associated with that but um funnily enough I started my YouTube and I kept it secret for almost a year the only yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even know how I did it um because obviously I was still living with them at the time but I would like come home and whenever they weren't home or I would try (laughs) to whisper I'd film videos the only people who knew were my best friends and then my sister and then I guess almost a year passed by and I got I got started getting like more emails about being in a network and that's when obviously since I'm only 14 I would have had to get my parents uh, yeah. permission so I was like fine I guess I'll <laughs> have to tell them <laughs> so yeah I had to like sit them down and yeah it was definitely a uh, it was a learning curve over the past six years but I think now they're finally they're finally supportive and they're like my biggest okay. fans they always whenever I post a new video they're always like talking Aww. about the new video and like yeah yeah they're oh, they're great awesome. now but it's yeah. I think with anything, like you know, parents parents are sometimes stuck in their ways, and it takes a little bit to transition them into a different mindset.
1: Yeah, but it's nice to hear that it's all good now, and they support you. Oh yeah, they know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think them seeing that, like, it's not a joke to me because they see the business side behind it and see how hard I work and all of that. They. Kind of respect it more now and they have also obviously seen the big things that all of the other youtubers are doing so i think it's kind of like a group effort all of the other youtubers in the space are helping each other legitimize each other's content
1: yeah i've noticed that too i think it's much more accepted socially to say that mm-hmm. you're a youtuber or a creator online just because there's so many people doing it now that it like everybody knows about it I think maybe yeah five ten years ago or whatever it was just it was different
0: <laughs> oh yeah back in the day like when I, when I first started you definitely got weird comments about yeah making videos yeah for sure yeah
1: I feel like when I started even like 2014 I felt like looked down upon and I was a little embarrassed to tell people that I was trying to do YouTube full-time because back then it was still strange, like you graduate from college, and you're trying to do YouTube. But now when you tell that to people, it's like normal.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah, no, I I had the same thing. And I went through high school as well, which is like high school is already (laughs) an interesting time. Yeah, it, it was like, it was interesting hearing people's thoughts on it. And when I was trying to go full time after high school, there was just a lot of a lot of noise and people I'm putting sure in their a lot opinions. Of yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Does that bother you a lot or are you a person that like easily kind of shuts that out? At
0: the time it kind of bothered me, but more so because I knew what I was capable of. Like during high school, mm-hmm. I wasn't even able to do YouTube to 100% of my abilities, like obviously, I had to focus on my studies and all of that. So
1: mm-hmm. I
0: wasn't even posting that consistently, which was almost frustrating to me, because I was like, I want to see what the possibilities are, if I did actually try this 100%. So when people judge, mm-hmm. not judge me, but when they made comments or kind of doubted me, it was like, I knew in my head that there was some sort of potential here, what that potential was, I didn't know at the time. But yeah, and I think... Now it's more, more like oh, I'm proud that I not prove, proved them wrong because that's like spiteful. Yeah. But I think, I think it is like a little bit of a
1: well, it is kind of like proving the wrong. Show yeah, you. I yeah. I guess you. so. I guess so. <laughs> and you're also proving to yourself that you could do it too, because you weren't sure. Yeah, yeah, for that, sure. Like yeah, you had to give it your one hundred percent to really see what would happen. Totally. And here you are. <laughs> yeah. No regrets. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you've experienced in your journey so far?
0: People always ask me this and it's so it's so interesting to me because I don't feel like there's like one big challenge. It's kind of just been like a slow burn and especially because <laughs> like
1: I what's the hardest part though for you because there's different parts for everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the hardest part for me right now is having to constantly come up with new ideas and I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like at being a creative person. Sometimes creativity is not mm-hmm. is not on a schedule. It's not as stable as YouTube would like you to be. Mm-hmm. And especially with the yeah. stuff that I do, like I create a lot of doodles and drawings and whatnot, and people are always expecting new things and things that are better than the last video. And it sometimes feels like I have to constantly churn my brain and pump out creativity, which doesn't feel natural. So I think that's been yeah. the hardest part but i've i've recently been kind of not getting over that but trying to fix that just by like branching out and doing different types of content mixed in with the the stuff that i normally do and i think that kind of helps me
1: yeah Do you spend some time like watching other artists or getting inspired from like other content? Because I feel like you spend a lot of time working. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) like knowing you, I know you work really hard. Thank you. But I am definitely
0: a viewer first before a creator. And I think this is like one of the under, not underestimated, uh, I don't know the word for it. But the thing that I see the most in other creators, when they feel burnt out, it's because they're Pushing stuff out and not taking stuff in enough. Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking too.
0: Yeah, because even from the very beginning of like when I started, I was a viewer and I've been watching YouTube for years and was a fan of these people. And to this day, I still... YouTube is definitely one of my most used apps. You know how like it has the new watch time feature? Yeah. I definitely go over my watch time every single day. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And I think just like having that appreciation and respect for the platform kind of helps me to create as well. And I'm always like, yeah, it helps me stay inspired as well because I'm always finding like new people and finding up and coming YouTubers or artists.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what personally I've been realizing is like sometimes I'm focusing too much on creating and churning things out that I'm like you get a little burnt out and then I forget like oh I could just take time to consume content and get inspired myself it doesn't oh, yeah, have to for be through sure. YouTube but podcasts books like you need to have that balance
0: yeah and I feel like eventually that if you do that like inspiration will eventually come to you in a, a more natural yeah. way than you just kind of sitting there forcing yourself to
1: feel inspired Yeah, I think you need to have both because you can't just wait for inspiration. You do have to Mm -hmm. show up and like sit there to create, but you need an input. It's always like a fine balance. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you experience burnout? Because I don't know, lately talking to YouTube friends, like it's very common for YouTubers to burn out. How is it for you?
0: No, I've been hearing that a lot and I've definitely felt it. It might not show on my content because, you know, I'm constantly pushing stuff out. But Uh obviously there's times when I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so exhausting, like filming until the late hours of the night. And, you know, with YouTube too, it's one of those things that I actually with any sort of self-employed person you know it's constantly on your brain you can't like turn it off after 5 p.m Mm. even when you're not quote-unquote on the job you're on the job thinking about what you should be doing or what you could be doing with your time and I've this year has kind of been my year to really realize that I need to take some time for myself and I've been trying to get myself on a more regular schedule and almost forcing myself to be more on a nine to five in order to have like that work
1: life balance so that I don't
0: experience burnout.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Since you said that, what is your schedule if you have one? Or what? How do you block out your week?
0: Yeah. (laughs) As I'm saying this, I realize that uh, I'm still working on it. So it's not fully formed yet.
1: (laughs) It's okay. I'm just curious what your process is.
0: Filming takes me like four or five hours, usually, which it's, it's a lot of work, but it's actually my favorite part because I can just like sit down. Yeah. My, the best part about the videos that I make is that while I'm drawing, I can literally just watch stuff, which is probably why I also consume so much content. It's cause, mm. like while I'm drawing.
1: Oh, you're like watching yeah. while you're drawing. So I'm
0: creating content while I'm consuming content. But that's like off screen. Right? Yeah, it's off screen, but.
1: That's so interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm like lucky yeah. in that
0: sense because most people when they film, they're like, talking to the camera and you can't be yeah 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 so yeah I'll film and then either I edit or my editor edits and we kind of go back and forth and I've been trying to figure out a video schedule a constant video schedule but it's been
1: six years and I still have not have (laughs) had a yeah I know but you upload pretty consistently anyway
0: yeah I try to go for like a solid Friday or Saturday but I feel like if I were to say it every time I if I missed it, I would feel so awful. So I don't want to put that pressure on myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, cool. And then do you block out like specific days for filming? Like how often do you film a week? Like just once a week? or?
0: Yeah, usually twice a week, I feel like. And and I'll kind of be like either drawing stuff for the Instagram or for YouTube and whatnot. And if not, I'll I'll be like sketching out ideas for upcoming videos. Mm -hmm. So kind of just always hunched over my desk drawing
1: <laughs> do you like do yoga for your back and stretch it out sometimes
0: oh yeah definitely need to do a lot of stretches because yeah like just sitting in one place not only for drawing but like editing Ours. as well
1: yeah, yeah so. so yeah it's not ideal but <laughs> <laughs> today's sponsor is away Away creates first-class luggage at a coach price to make your travels easier. They offer high-quality suitcases in four sizes to suit your needs. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, and the large. My go-to's are the carry-on sizes. Both carry-on sizes feature an ejectable battery that can charge your phone, tablet, or anything powered by a USB cord. I've already used my OA suitcases on over 10 trips so far, both domestic and international. I love how lightweight yet durable the German polycarbonate is and how it glides so smoothly on its four spinner wheels. I also love all the color options they offer. I have cactus green, peach, and purple, and I can always spot my suitcase apart from everyone else's. Right now, Away has a special offer just for our audience and just in time for the holidays. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com/lavender20 and use the promo code LAVENDER20 at checkout. Again, that's awaytravel.com/lavender20 with the code LAVENDER20. You can find the perfect gift for everyone on your list because this season everyone wants to get away. So I kind of want to talk about this transition point a little more, the point where you decided to switch in your YouTube journey, because I think it'll help people out there who are trying to figure out what they're meant to do. So at what point, like, did you have an aha moment when you realized like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this art for my YouTube channel? Or did anything help you realize what you were supposed to do?
0: Yeah, I think actually I only got that moment once I started doing it. And it's so strange because people always, yeah, again, as I mentioned, like people are always so confused why it took me so long because I grew up drawing and I went to an art school and you know I've always been like this artistic creative kid. So to other people, it just seemed like, oh yeah, this is what you should be doing. But to me, I there was just so many things like external factors that were kind of clouding my judgment, even though it's just like such a simple equation in front of me going to an art school as well like I was surrounded by so many talented people like all these artists that are the most talented artists that I've ever seen in my life and I'm like oh I'm like not as good as them at all so why would anyone want to see me draw? Yeah, yeah so I, I would use that as like, oh, this a is comparison. why she yeah, yeah, comparison. And it definitely stopped me from sharing my art more. And I also kind of, I never at the time, I didn't really see people doing art on YouTube. Maybe I just wasn't looking in the right place. But at the time, there wasn't a lot of people doing art on YouTube. So I was kind of following the mold and being like, oh, fashion and beauty is what's popular right now. So I guess- Uh, if I want to stay popular Mm -hmm. which is the worst mindset to go into it with um, that's what I should stick with yeah and then I guess it was two years ago like beginning of 2017 is when I posted this one-off video that I meant to just only do one of it was like my bullet journal setup video and I just intended to do it for myself because I enjoyed doing it and I didn't think that anyone else would like watching me do it but apparently people did Uh, people Mm -hmm. wanted to keep watching them yeah. so I started posting more and more a month slowly now it's like fully switched yeah.
1: over it's huge yeah I feel like you are the channel for oh. bullet journaling <laughs> setups oh thank you like yeah I love that story because it, it came from such a pure place like that's what mm-hmm. you genuinely liked and you you didn't know that people wanted to watch it but you wanted yeah. to watch it, so you just made it And it it happened to be like the biggest thing, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, I think too, it's like once I started filming like more of the art videos, I enjoyed the process of making videos so much more Mm -hmm. because near the end of like the beauty and fashion stuff, I could feel myself getting tired of the content that I was creating. And I knew that it wasn't stuff that I would personally want to watch. So once I started like making the art stuff, it felt so natural, and I was like, wow, this is like stuff that I would watch if I was a viewer, yeah. which is something that is always important to me as like when I'm yeah. assessing criteria for like video ideas and stuff. Oh so, yeah, God. it was just like, wow, this is so much more enjoyable, and it's because it's what I love to do. And I think that's more so what people picked up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, like niches are so important on the internet and that's the best part of the internet is that there's 10 million different niches and you'll always find someone who's interested in the same thing as you
1: and i love that and i want to point out to our listeners that it's you found that thing that felt effortless and you enjoyed it so much that it didn't really matter what the outcome was you know totally yeah it's like it's really important yeah yeah oh yeah it's like
0: i would have been doing it anyways and I think mm-hmm. you kind of have to go into it with the mindset of like, oh, I'm gonna do this with no expectation of success, yes. but I'm still gonna do it even if even if I fail.
1: Yeah, I love it. So since you say you watch a lot of YouTube, where do you draw your inspiration from? Who are your favorite Ooh. YouTubers or resources?
0: Nowadays, I try. It's oh, it's always tough with like art because you want to stay like original and have your own ideas. So I I'm like I take inspiration from posts that I see on Instagram or sometimes I'll just like think of an idea in my mind and kind of come up with like little doodles but in terms of like just content that I like consuming I have such a wide variety like I'll go from watching weird ASMR soap cutting videos to like (laughs) Philip DeFranco on the news to vlogs and yeah I just kind of consume all kinds of content I feel like you get you can kind of form your own ideas from all of those pieces
1: yeah from watching like people with different channels than yours I think that's important yeah totally totally (laughs) yeah cool you definitely sound like a YouTube kid like you watch everything oh yeah yeah
0: (laughs) i mean yeah i am like i'm a youtube yeah, kid I at heart that. for sure
1: and then i think we both got really excited about crazy rich asians so let's just take a moment and oh celebrate just being asian american well you're asian canadian
0: oh so yeah asian canadian over here
1: at canada pride you are which is important too
0: i watched your video about it because yeah. and i just everything you said i just was like yes i relate to this and <laughs> You know, I think so many people, obviously, th- that's why it's such a huge movie, but so many people also related to it. And I just love seeing everyone kind of coming out with their stories. It's, like, emotional.
1: Right. And it's, I don't know, it was, like, a, a different feeling that I haven't felt in a long time. Like, I was just so oh proud. Oh, my God, yeah. and. It was deep. I don't know. And then, like, recently, Aquafina hosted Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you saw those clips. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. her
0: monologue, I was like... Oh, ah,
1: yeah, I, like, teared up during her same, monologue. Same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think... It's just so cool. I've heard this
0: a lot from other Asians because, obviously, every Asian that I talk to, I'm like, ah, go watch Crazy Rich Asians. like yeah. And if they have already have, then we, like, have this deep discussion about it. And mm-hmm. everyone has said the same thing where it's like, you don't realize that you needed that, and, and, like, I don't know if anyone else will ever get the, the same feeling, if, you know, white people might not get the same feeling, because Mm -hmm. they're just accustomed to it, but it's, it was so crazy, because I've just never felt that feeling before, of, like, oh my god, these people, like, look like me on the screen, and, yeah, and it's, like, accurate, and they're just regular people, and they have more than, more than exactly. one character a trait you know of yeah and there. yeah it's almost yeah. like
1: I mean personally like you're as an Asian American you're used to not seeing your face on screen like I grew used to being invisible in media you yeah know what I mean and you and then, you grow
0: accustomed to like relating to people who don't look like you yeah so so then when you see someone that you can relate to that's on another level that looks like you it's like it's crazy yeah
1: yeah and then I almost have like a hard time believing that someone who's not Asian can relate to like the someone on from that movie Crazy Rich Asians because it's it's like can you Mm -hmm. relate to that because like I don't know I always felt like I lived in my own bubble
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but But it's it's like it's it's like we were we were relating to people who don't look like us so you know everyone I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that movie. and
1: Yeah, definitely, which is why it's so amazing.
0: Yeah, it's it's so good. I've seen it like three times already.
1: I watched it three times too <laughs> in the
0: theaters. Same, so. <laughs> uh, same with Tall, the boys I've loved before. I've watched it three times as well. Oh my
1: God, I love that I movie love so it much. so much.
0: That one's like a, a different... <laughs> Feeling because being Asian is not addressed in the actual movie, but that's also like also yeah. powerful because you know it's just so normal and it's, it's not like it's a movie that is about being Asian. It's just oh, there's just this Asian girl in this rom com movie and she gets a love story.
1: It's honestly the movie I wish I had in high school. Oh my god! Like, yeah, to all the same. Boys I've loved before. I. Yeah. It's my new favorite
0: rom-com. Like, I love it. Same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. So I'm curious, since you've been on an internet kid for all of these years, how do you foresee the industry changing in the next, like, three to five years? How will social media, YouTube evolve? Ooh, this is tough. I know. It's a hard question, but I think you're, like, equipped to answer
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Me, this 20-year-old kid. Yes. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> I
0: think we all know YouTube had this phase where, you know, people were clickbaiting and screaming at the cameras and adults thought that well, I say adults, but like mm-hmm. the older generation <laughs> thought that YouTube was just a, a place for like stupid jokes and pranks and all of that. But honestly, I I've really seen a, a slight change I don't know if you've seen this as well I feel like people are more aware now and it's more authentic but I don't even know how to describe it but I think we're gonna start to see social media kind of expand into real life I mean we we already see it like yeah. obviously all these YouTube stars yeah. are at all of these award shows and you see like YouTubers having hit songs and all of that but Mm -hmm. I think more so than ever, like the mainstream people are going to start coming in. And honestly, I don't even know where it's going to go, but I'm just along for the ride. And hopefully (laughs) I can. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I definitely see the audience is growing more conscious and aware just about like social issues. I don't know if that's just in my community or everywhere, but people are less like, I don't know, people are just, they seem smarter. That's, I agree. I feel like, I feel like maybe
0: the audience has always been smart, but I think maybe the YouTubers are treating their audience as if better. And like, I don't mean to say like back in the day, the audience was dumb. It was just like back in the day, I think a lot of YouTubers were making content as if their audience was dumb, but now I don't, I see like, you know, people are interacting with their audience more in mm, in a really unique yeah. way. And, you know, not, I don't, I don't even know how to put this into words, but I think you kind of get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think
1: I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was a hard question, but I mean, I you can do it. <laughs> and then what are you excited about now? What's next for you?
0: Ooh, So many things. <laughs> I'm also kind of expanding outside of the digital world. I mean, I'm still, I think I'm always going to, obviously I'm always a YouTube kid at heart. So I'm always going to be like making stuff online, but I'm working on putting out some products and some merch and yeah, I'm trying out new platforms and seeing kind of what the next step is because I never want to remain stagnant in one place and kind of get complacent with everything.
1: So I'm always trying to like try new things and seeing Mm -hmm. what what works awesome so nothing you can really reveal right now
0: I don't want to say it because then if I don't if it doesn't happen then
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay you don't have to that's okay that's okay but I'm excited for you good luck with everything thank you oh my gosh I actually
0: love you guys oh my gosh (laughs) when when we met at we met at VidCon and it was like the best experience ever and we've been like kind of fans of each other for a while Mm -hmm. so this moment is just kind of cool
1: yeah, yeah, totally. I, yeah, there's a lot we can relate to, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so at the end, I have some rapid fire questions for you. So just feel free to give whatever comes to mind. Okay, good. Okay what does your dream life look like one where i'm creative and happy what is one book or resource you recommend to everybody big magic oh i love that what is one habit or activity that changed your life
0: i mean i feel like i kind of have to say bullet journaling
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you're not sick of it right now like i'm you still not sick love of it, it yet. i okay. still
0: use it people doubt whether i use it but i actually use it in my real life and i can't live without it because
1: it's my know. planner
0: it's my agenda yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, good to know that it's real. It's not just for the video. <laughs> it's not just for the content. Yeah. Okay, so best life or career advice you've ever gotten? This one is so simple, but it's really
0: just kind of like stuck with me throughout my entire life and career. It's just to work hard and be nice to people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people obviously, you know, that's one of those things that can go over your head and you can forget about it. But truly everything that I've gotten in my life or achieved in my life is only because I've either worked really hard for it or I was just really nice to people and uh, mm-hmm. it's really simple but
1: it works but I see that in everything that you do like oh, I see you, you. Living that which is awesome okay um and then lastly finish this sentence the most amazing part about life is the people you
0: spend it with
1: Aww. Aww. <laughs> awesome well <laughs> Thank you so much, Amanda. Where can we find you online?
0: You can find me on my YouTube channel, Amanda Rach Lee, also on my Instagram, Amanda Rach Doodles. Right now, but we're working on maybe combining the Instagram, so Amanda Rach Doodles oh, really? and Amanda H Lee. Uh, we'll see what happens, but. Yeah,
1: and then well, I do want to tell you I was looking at your website yesterday and I first of all It's like really nice and I love it But like how you have those two Instagram accounts side by side. I thought that was really cool and they both look so good
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well <laughs> <laughs> It's getting almost overwhelming for me to handle. So it's yeah, it's a selfish a reason for me to mix them together I'm like, uh, uh I just want to keep up with one.
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, you, that's
0: it just YouTube and Instagram mostly Amanda amandarachlee and
1: yeah awesome do you have any last words for our listeners?
0: No, I, I'll, I'll leave that to you. You're the professional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, for sure. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank I love having you on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Amanda Lee. I think one of my biggest takeaways was in her story, how she took so long getting to where she was meant to be. Like getting to do art on YouTube because she was trying to do beauty and fashion because she thought that was what was popular on YouTube. But once she started doing art, like that's where things really took off for her. And she took so long getting there because she had compared herself to her classmates in her school because she went to an art school. So because of that comparison, she didn't think that she was that great. But in reality, she has the talent and the skill to do it. And when she was able to like, you know, do the art and share her bullet journaling and all of that stuff on YouTube. That's when it was like her breakout moment. So I thought that was really cool, especially because it's something that she genuinely loves and something that she would do even if she didn't get like a lot of views from it just because she loves it. So I think that's super important for finding what you're meant to do. Something that you love regardless of what other people think. And I also want to point out how comparison can make us doubt ourselves and make us doubt who we truly are. It makes us doubt our strengths. Sometimes we forget how amazing and talented we are. We Each of us are like specialized. We have a gift in a certain area of life. You have something that you're really, really good at and that you enjoy doing too. So don't doubt yourself in that area. Don't let other people outshine you. I know it's easy in like, the social media age, the internet age, to always see that, oh, this person is better than me at this, or this person's amazing at this. I'll never be as good as this person. Of course, when you look at like the world, there's always going to be someone better than you. There's always going to be someone who's worse than you as well. So just stop comparing yourself to all the people around you because you are you. Everyone's on their own journey. And when you shine your light, when you accept who you are and step into your greatness, basically, that is where you can shine. That is your best place in life. And I think that's something that I have learned in my life. It's something that I still continue to learn, to figure out what is my unique gift? Where can I step into more to be more me? And so, yeah, it's a journey. It's a learning journey. Wishing you all the best. Let me know your thoughts on this podcast episode in the Facebook group, The Lavender Lifestyle Community. I would love to hear your thoughts and connect further there. Love you all. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Next, make sure you check out the 2019 Artist of Life workbook and the Daily Planner by Lavender on my website, lavender.com/shop. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at lavender where I have even more content for the Artist of Life. Sending you so much love. Bye.